is welcome to the Fixtures Podcast returns after our one week hiatus. Um, Thanks, Mark. So we're back. Mark is not here with us today. No, he is Mark. A, today he's at a board meeting receiving his Illinois State Scholarship Award. Congratulations to Mark. Shout out to him. Uh, but now let's get to the football. Um, we have to inter- we have to introduce the panel, Ryan. It's me and you. Who's you? Who's me? The foreign exchange student. You. Who's on? Who's on first? Um, all right, so let's kick it off with Watford nil, Tottenham nil. Good result for Watford, Tottenham bad result. But you probably already knew that. Um. So what's going on with Watford? They're playing well now. Um, it's the it's the manager switch. It's ever since the manager switched, they've been good. So they, I mean, they're looking at the nil nil draw with Spurs, three nil over Bournemouth. Uh, 2-1 over Wolves, 3-0 over Villa, 1-1 with Sheffield, 2-0 two, two over Man United. What the heck? They're on fire. Yeah, they are. It's just, it's the new manager. And also, I mean, they've had an easier schedule recently, I feel like. Although, as of today, they did actually lose to Villa today. Uh, so we're going to cover game week 23 and I half know. of 24. The one time, we're recording on Tuesday. The one time that the first... I started bringing Watford players in, and the first week I bring Watford players in... <laughs> They lose two one, <laughs> and uh, that unfortunately, with today's loss, brings them back into the relegation zone. Um, actually, tied uh, alongside West Ham and Bournemouth with po- on points with Villa. Since they beat Watford, they uh, they scraped clear, and they are now two points clear uh, of the relegation zone with twenty five points alongside Brighton. Um, can Watford keep the good string of games up, or are they still doomed? I think they can keep the good string of games up. I mean, I think this week versus Aston Villa was a bit of a slip-up, and I think they're going to recover from this and learn from it. But they've been playing really well recently. Everyone on their team's been playing well, and the manager. But I hope the manager, like the new manager, like because I feel like this happens whenever any team gets a new manager, but uh, I hope the new manager like effect doesn't wear off, you know? Sure. Um and what's up with Spurs? One win in their last five, two defeats, two draws. It's the Mourinho effect. Is it, though? I thought he was supposed to win you a trophy first. Did he win United a trophy? Well, the best that team could do was second place. Did they even get second place? Yes, they did. The, fir- the first year he was there. Really? They got second, yeah. I didn't even know that, to be honest. Yep, the first year he was there, they got second place, and then they self-destructed. And he even said after that, that the best I could have done with that squad was second place. Oh yeah, City got first, right? Yes, that City was got first. Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Because then City won seventeen, eighteen, and they won eighteen, nineteen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I know, so. I know, Chelsea won sixteen, seventeen. So next next game we're lo- so oh let's let's talk about Spurs other fixture. Have they played yet? No, they play tomorrow. Uh, so we won't talk about Spurs other fixture. Um. But we'll talk about Brighton 1, Villa 1. Goals from Trossard and Jack Grealish again getting on the score sheet. Jack Grealish, I think, is getting into better form now, and I think he should probably leave Villa soon if he wants to save his career. Um, And, and interestingly enough, Villa 
still fighting pretty hard and missing who I think is a pretty big component in that uh, team, which is John McGinn, who is out injured. Uh, Danny Drinkwater also made his debut for Aston Villa. Yes, over the coming weekend. from Chelsea. Yeah, hopefully Chelsea legend. Hopefully he sticks to drinking water. You know he's had some bad hi- bad history in the past with not drink- not sticking to drinking water and getting some DUIs. But hopefully he can stay clear of that and get his career back on track. Because I think he is actually a talented player, and I think he just he doesn't focus on his football. I feel like. But I think if he did, he would actually be decent. Like when he was at Leicester, I felt like he was the best. And then after he won the title with Leicester, I feel like he just went downhill from then. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Because I feel like he still has the talent from that era. And he's not that old. He's pretty... How old is he? I, th- I, I thought he was like, like super old. No, 29. A, yeah. I mean, he's in his, I mean, he's like basically in his prime years. I mean, you shouldn't yeah. be being on loan from Chelsea no. at Aston Villa when you're 29. Especially when you, you're a Premier League champion. Right. Um... So John again out until uh, end of March. I'm glad to see Danny Drinkwater getting some playing time though, because he was on loan at Burnley, but we uh, Chelsea recalled him from loan there because he did not play a single game. But hopefully he actually gets some playing time at Aston Villa. So that's a one-one draw with Brighton and a two-one win over Watford for Aston Villa. Um, some pretty impressive results that pulled them out of the relegation uh, battle for now. Uh, well, not the battle, but the. The uh, out of the relegation zone, at least for now. Um, and actually, today we'll jump over to Brighton's game, uh, where they lost three-one against Bournemouth. Is Bournemouth back to being decent, or was this a fluke? Uh, I would say it's probably a fluke, especially since it's versus Brighton. I don't think they'll be able to consistently keep this up. Well, and let's also consider that today was kind of a wacky, wacky uh, fixture list because so many people were being rested. That is true. Rest in peace, my fantasy team. Four points from four players. Pathetic. Um, Yeah, so I think that they definitely used that. uh, But they they needed to win that game in order to even really have a chance. I mean, they're currently sitting on 23 points tied with Watford. Um. Could they get out of it? Yes. Will they? Remains to be seen. But I don't know. They need some big, uh, some big changes there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but Callum Wilson getting on the score sheet, and Harry Wilson, both Wilsons, uh, which is good because Callum Wilson has not scored in a good while at this point. So. So we'll leave it there, and we'll come back to the other Bournemouth game in a minute. Uh, but let's jump to Manchester City 2, Crystal Palace 2. This is a great result for Crystal Palace. I think any team would take a draw versus Manchester City at this point, honestly. I think any team in the Premier League would take a draw versus Manchester City. Would you agree with that? I think even Liverpool would take that at this point because it doesn't matter. Sure, yeah. yeah. I think most teams absolutely would. And, um, so- and I don't think... City would have taken the draw against anybody. They're not going to be happy with this result. Um, Cenk Tosin uh, scoring his first goal for Palace, I believe, since his transfer. Uh, Sergio, Agu- Sergio Aguero getting two, continuing to be in really good form at the moment. Uh, and then the Fernandinho own goal to uh, equalize for Palace there. Yeah, it was a great birthday celebration when Fernandinho put that in the goal. Great birthday celebration for Pep Guardiola. 
Um, but coming back to today's game, uh, back to good old city with a one nil victory over Sheffield United, uh, Aguero getting on the score sheet. Um, Gabriel Jesus started and looked a little shaky, but, uh, Aguero came on and kind of, uh, Almost saved City a bit, I think, in this game from a potential. Yeah, I mean, he draw. scored two goals. One, and we're uh, talking about the Sheffield uh, United game from today. Oh, I. I Sorry, yeah, we moved. Yeah, one, one nil City. Aguero came off the bench and scored the only goal, as Aguero does. Yeah, um, and Palace is doing fairly decently right now. Um. They are currently in 11th, not where they want to be. String of draws, four draws in their last five. Um, not as good as they want to be, but not uh, not terrible. I think um, they'll take it. I think they're trying to finish out of relegation. I think that was their objective this year was to finish outside of relegation, and I think they will accomplish that with how they've been playing. And they could easily finish top 10. Yeah, uh, that would, I think they would they're be They're tied on points well. right now with Arsenal and Everton and Newcastle, so... Yeah, it's a respectable place, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I, I think, are they a game behind? Yes, they are from some of the teams. They're on the... Uh, oh, wait, no, hold on. Uh, ooh, my computer's freaking out. Uh, no, they're on 24 games, so they're a game ahead, actually, than some of the teams. So they... Because they played today, which means they played... Uh, they lost to Southampton, 2-0 to Southampton. Um, Southampton, meanwhile, doing fantastically at the moment. Uh, a 2-0 win over uh, Crystal Palace, which brings them into a whopping ninth place. I still really want Southampton to get relegated this year. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I that really want them to. Far. I hate Southampton. Oh, Ralph Hausenhuttle is, is a good coach, though, man. He knows what he's doing. And you know who's not a good coach? Who? David Moyes. <laughs> we'll get to, we'll get to West Ham. We'll get there. Um, but uh, Southampton is doing really well right now. Uh, they have three wins in their last five. And uh, yeah, Hausenhuttle is doing working wonders with that team. Uh, they you know they held on to him when. I think there was some doubts, and uh, it was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so moving on from there, we have the um, the David Moyes derby. West Ham won, Everton won. I think that's exactly how I would have thought that game to played out. Go- <laughs> goals from Diop and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewitt. Uh, Mark's favorite player. It was a pretty even game, really. Uh, 11 shots t- f- um, from Everton, 12 shots from West Ham. Uh, f- almost 50-50 possession. Uh, a pretty even game here. Yeah, I think that's how everybody thought it was going to go, too. Honestly, uh, I would say that yeah, that's exactly the result I would have expected from two sides who should be doing way better than they are, I would say. Which team do you think is happier with that result? West Ham. I think they're more in crisis mode right now than Everton. 
Yeah, without that win, they would have been uh, in the relegation zone. You mean draw? Hmm? Oh, yes, draw. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, draw. Uh, yeah, without that draw, they would have been in the relegation zone. However, they are two games behind at the moment, so give them a little bit of leeway. Um, Probably going to lose both of them because one of them is Berkeley. Yeah, I think so. That's the, Yeah, that's the game on, on uh, next Wednesday. It's against Liverpool, and they play Leicester tomorrow, so not easy fixtures. Um. What do you think of David Moyes? Was that a good appointment? No. Good. That's the quality, uh, the quality content people come here for. Uh, what do you think of on on the Everton side of things? Was Carlos Ancelotti uh, a good appointment for that? Team? Yes, Carlo Ancelotti was a better appointment than David Moyes. I think any team would take Carlo Ancelotti over David Moyes. Absolutely, I would agree with Carlo that. Carlo Ancelotti is a very good manager. David Moyes is not a very good manager. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think uh, most people would. Everton uh, has one loss in their last five, two wins, and two draws for the record. Uh, so a fairly solid run of games. They're looking pretty respectable at the moment. Uh, spe- yes. Speaking of not looking respectable at the moment, uh, Arsenal won, Sheffield United won. Martinelli uh, scoring for Arsenal and John Fleck scoring for Sheffield United. Martinelli, I would say, is one of the best youngsters in the Premier League. I would agree with that. He's fantastic. He scored 10 goals for Arsenal this season. I would would honestly say Martinelli is honestly their most influential player right now. Well, influential in a good way, because, I mean, they have a lot of players that influence the game in a bad way. So, speaking of which, we once again get to see potentially the best defensive pairing the Premier League has ever seen, Mustafi and David Luiz, in the back again for Arsenal. Uh, Why? Why why does this keep happening? Because they don't have center backs. Uh, Socrates is out. He is. Rob holding on the bench. Uh, and if we were had Mark here, I'm sure he'd be uh, screaming about why is Mustafi anywhere near the first team, uh, which I would agree with. Um, I mean, who else are you going to play? Well, in today's game, after uh, after David Luiz got sent off, spoiler alert, um, they played Jaka in center back with Mustafi, and he was actually playing really well. So I wonder if they're going to start doing that regularly or at least for the next game when Luis is suspended. If you're Arsenal, knowing that it's transfer season, you buy a center do you back. buy a center back? Yeah. Who do you buy? Or you recall loan for Saliba. Okay. Who, do you, who would you buy as your center back? Um, I need to think. You put me on the spot here. We'll come back to it. You think about oh, it. I would buy a Deyu, uh, a Pamacano, or Zagadao. Either of those two. Literally any like French center back that's playing in the Bundesliga is probably just amazing. <laughs> okay. There's so many. They're all like they. They're like all the same person. <laughs> There's so many French center backs that are just ridiculously good that play in the Bundesliga who are like super fast, super strong, and like super good. 
and they all just play in the Bundesliga, and they're all French. Well, there you go. There's Nikki's uh, transfer profile for you. French center backs playing in the Bundesliga. That are uh, young. They're look, all young as well. Look out, Pavard. Um, Not that one. <laughs> uh, Pavard's good. Um he just moved to Bayern. I mean, he's yeah. not going to move. I was talking. I, I, mean, I, think, I don't Upam- think Arsenal's going to be able to would be able to to get Pavard off Bayern. Yeah, I think they could get a Pomacano off of Leipzig though. Maybe not this season because Leipzig's in a title contending season. But they could probably get Zagadu off of uh, Dortmund. However you say his name, it might be Zagadou or something. Sure. Uh, moving on to uh, double red card game: Norwich City one, Bournemouth nil. The relegation scrap, to end all relegation scraps, Steve Cook and Ben Godfrey both getting sent off. Uh, Team Upuki scoring a penalty. And Norwich still not really looking good. I think Norwich's fate is cemented at this point. I think so. They're pretty far down. I think they're going down. They're pretty far down. Uh, they've won how many games? Uh, they if they go down, do you see four Puk- games? If they go down, do you see Timu Puki leaving? No, I don't think he's that good. Yeah, I think he was overhyped. I think he was really good. I think for the he cha- was super I think, overhyped. I think he was really good for the championship. Yeah, he can score. He could score, but you know, people know. have Their those. Team people have a, those ones, those seasons where yeah, they're just a monster. Look at Danny Ings right now. I mean, is Danny Ings uh, a, a is Danny Ings going to sign for Real Madrid over the summer? No, he's going to sign for Manchester United. <laughs> that would be such a Woodward transfer. Oh, that would be God. exactly what and they would do. And they'll pay like eighty they million that. for them. Yeah, but they, that's a hundred percent of transfer they would make. Oh, and they'd pay like like ridiculous amounts of money. I know. Oh God. Yeah, that just like hurt my soul to think about that. That yeah, they would absolutely do that. Um, so. Yeah, no, I I don't see Pookie really going anywhere. I don't think he's that good. I don't think Danny Ings is really that good, and I don't think any, you know, anybody who actually watches football would tell you, would tell you that those players are really, really good. They're good for what they are. I They're mean, Danny inconsistent. Ings, Danny Ings is is a decent striker. Is he a world class striker because he's you know on a hot run of form? No. Is Timu Pookie a, a world class striker because he scored a bunch of goals in the championship? No. Tammy Abraham is, though. To be determined. He's already broken the number nine curse. It's done. Well, um, we'll get we'll get to Chelsea. We'll He's get to already Chelsea. scored more goals than Fernando Torres did for Chelsea. So, and also, since we're talking transfers, let's uh, we'll, 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 let's double back here for a quick moment. Uh. Manchester City. What are they, who do, who do they need and who would, who should they bring in? I need to think. Well, I would say they need a center back pretty badly. Yeah, I know. I know they need a center back, but I need to think cuz they're not going to go for some youngster. They want to sign a like a, someone who's already ready to play, you know? I mean, Opamecano would be a good signing for them as well. Uh Maybe they, I mean, they could probably, honestly, they could probably end up getting, if they wanted to, they could probably s- steal uh, Matthias Delight away from Juventus. 
Because I mean, he's not been playing that well. At that Juventus. would be a move. That would be that, that would be a bold move. That's a, that's definitely a type of move that City would make, though. Potentially, they took Jao Cancelo from Juventus, and that hasn't really panned out all that well. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's something they would do. And he's out of form right now, and he's out of favor, really, in at Juventus. But Juventus doesn't have that many center backs with Chiellini being out for the season and potentially out for the rest of his career. I mean, yeah. But I think they want to get someone else. I don't think they really like Delight that much. I don't think he fits their system that well. No, not really. Uh, he's just a big name and a, and a overhyped. Speaking of overhyped players. No, no, no. I think he is definitely very good. I don't think his I don't think his play mm. style fits the system. I don't think he's that good. I think he's that good. I don't rate him that highly. Uh, so oh, you so you that? say who's think that? City goes um, for Deloitte? Samuel Umtiti as well. He's also out of favor at Barcelona right now. Sure, sure, yeah. Umtiti would be a good signing. He would be pretty cheap too. Or uh, what's the other bar- French center back at Barcelona? What's his name? I can't I can't remember his name. Look at look it up. He would be a good signing too. I know they just signed him, but he would be a good signing as well. Uh Um yeah, I would say that would be a good signing as well. Um or Pavard or, you know, Pavard's not going there, I don't think. Um I mean, you could maybe uh, snag one of uh, PSG's center backs off them. Marquinhos? Yeah. I can't find it. Uh, Oh, there it is. Squad. Tomato? No. Where'd he go? What's his name? He's Langlet. Oh. Langlet. It's Clement Langlet. He's also very good. He's honestly better than Umtiti. That's why Umtiti is not playing anymore, and that's why he's out of favor. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I knew it started with an L. But Sure. Yeah, I could see them going for one of PSG's center backs maybe, but I think Laporte is almost back, so yeah. it's not quite as uh, big of an issue. Spurs, who should they sign? What do they need, first of all? A replacement for Erickson? Well, the way they're line, Well, I mean, I think their biggest thing that they need is a uh, a backup for Kane. Yeah. With Kane being out for the rest of the season and no real striker. I mean, they played Lucas as striker yeah. in their last game, and it's... I think because I mean you, I mean you have other midfielders. I don't think midfield is really an area that Spurs needs a ton of help in. Because I mean they have Deli Ali, Harry Winks, Lacelso. Like they have good, good players there. Um, yeah, I'll get another striker. I would honestly. They do not have another striker. I would get uh, if I was them. I would get Moussa Dembele from Lyon. That would be that would be very good. I think that would fit their system well. I think, and that would, uh, I think that would be highly beneficial. That would be a smart move. Let's see what they do with it, though. Um, are there any other teams you wanted to touch on for transfers? Chelsea. Before we get to Chelsea. Oh, because I know you no. talk up Chelsea quite a bit. Um, cool. So Southampton two, Wolves three. 
Wolves continues to uh, impress. Uh, two for Raul Jimenez, one for uh, Neto. They are currently sitting in sixth place with 34 points, tied with United, one point above Sheffield United. I think Wolves is really trying to finish top five. They're trying to cement that Europa League spot. Who do you think has a better chance of breaking into the top four at this point? United, top five? Or United or Wolves? Top five? Top four. If one of them was to break into the top four, no who do you one. think it would I be? I think the top four is cemented at this point. I don't think it's quite a Look cement. at the point six points. That's yeah, two that's wins. Six, yeah, you don't think Chelsea games. could drop two games? I don't think Chelsea's going to drop two games in the same week that United wins two or Wolves wins two. They're too inconsistent. Okay. Well, who? which one of those teams do you see finishing in fifth? I think Wolves finishes in fifth because I think United's literally on fire right now and Wolves, I mean, on Three fire in the in bad the last way. Five. Man United's on fire in the bad way, I mean. Uh, Wolves are, on a, I would say they're on a better run of form. They're in better form than United personally. Well, ac- according to the... Wins and, and losses here. Uh, United has one extra win over Wolves. They both they Wolves has two wins in their last five, two two losses and one draw. United has uh, three wins and two and two losses, no draws. So do with that what you will. Um, all right. So now let's talk. Uh, let's talk Chelsea here. Newcastle won, Chelsea nil. What happened, Diggy? Walk us through us. Through it. It's the same thing that's been happening to Chelsea. It's the same problem we always have. It's versus the smaller teams. We don't show up. We play down to their level because it's the problem with having all the youngsters on our team. It's we think that we can go into games and we think we're going to win automatically, especially versus the smaller teams because we don't we don't think they're going to be much of a challenge. And then they come out trying to win, and then we slip up and we don't play as good as we should be. It happens time and time again. It happens almost versus every small team we go. And you know what? I think it was a little bit unlucky. I think that game honestly should have... If you look at the stats, Chelsea just dominated Newcastle the entire game. I mean, like dominated. That would be 70% possession, 19 shots, 4 on target. I mean, that's... that's 655 passes to Newcastle's 286. That's absolute domination. Like, if you looked at just the stats, you would think Chelsea won that game like 3 nothing, wouldn't you? Uh, the shot's on target. You don't it's look not at that great. Not that, not, that, not that stat. That's not a great stat, stat though. Let's, I mean, that's problematic, I would say. Yeah. I mean, if, people aren't hitting, if people aren't hitting the net... I mean, it happens. 19 shots. I know, it happens. It happens. It really does. But I think we... Uh, I, don't, I don't... We're not clinical enough in front of goal, and... We get lazy towards the end of games. We do that every game. We get lazy towards the end because we think the game is over, but there's still that time, and we keep conceding. I mean, it happened both games that we're going to be talking about today, the Arsenal game and the Newcastle game, where we got conceded on right in the last five, ten minutes of the game. And it's because we fall asleep. We think the game is done and dusted, and it's not. It happens every time. I mean, it, it has the same thing with the 2-2 two, two draw versus Arsenal. Yes, let's jump to that 2-2 two, two draw with Arsenal. So, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 2. <laughs> David Luiz getting sent off. That red card was hilarious. Secret agent Luiz. Um, uh, I think Chelsea also should have won this game, but it was the same thing. I would I mean, say the same thing, considering they were playing against a side with 10 men for, for a good 70 minutes. No, yeah, it was 100% the same thing. It was... Uh, 
I mean, what happened was, I mean, after what it always happens because we go really hard the first half. We are a very much a first half team, but we fall off during the second half. The first half, we usually score a goal, maybe two if we're lucky. And then after that halftime, we go, okay, we can back off a little and relax, you know? And then, oh, shoot, Conte accidentally slips. He's the last defender. Martinelli's in. Did you see that goal, Ryan? No, I did not. I did not watch this game. Uh, Conte was the last defender, and he just totally slipped, and Martinelli got through and just 1v1 the keeper. Uh, And, I mean, it was bad defending. And then after that, I mean, that was in like the 60th minute-ish around that. And so we that's when we get the wake-up call. Oh, shoot, we're not winning this game as easy as we are. I mean, it happens every single Chelsea game. I see the exact same thing. We score in the first half. We concede at, like, the 60th minute point. We freak out. We go, like, ultra-attacking for the last, like, 30 minutes or 20 minutes till whenever we score. And then we finally score. We finally scored in, like, the 84th minute, I think. Yep, 84th minute. Uh, 84th minute. Uh, and then we freak out and we go, yeah, we won the game. And then we back off and then we go into relax mode again. And then when you look at that, here comes team Abraham limping into the box, trying to defend Hector Bellerin, pushing Emerson Palmieri out of the way. That's exactly what he did. I mean, uh, team Abraham couldn't even walk after that goal because he got hurt during the goal. Uh, and then he was in back trying to defend because we had two strikers on the field. We had Bacuai on the field because we brought him on trying to score. So Bacuai was up. Tammy Abraham went back to defend, and he was marking. Uh, he went to go mark Bellerin, and Emerson was already marking Bellerin. And so Emerson backed off because he went, oh, Tammy's got him. And then Tammy couldn't keep up with him and just fell over because his ankle was hurting or whatever. And then we conceded because of that, and that was the only reason why. Also, Emerson is not Chelsea quality. So let's talk transfers. Transfer ban is listed lifted. I don't think I don't even think Lampard knows that, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were in charge, who do you sign? Ben Showell. He's been left out of the Leicester squad. He was left out of the Leicester squad over the weekend. I think he is I think his arrival is imminent to Stanford Bridge. I would say he's I think he's number one target, honestly, just because Emerson is just not Chelsea quality. Every time I see him play, I say the same thing. It's because he makes the same mistakes. He's not he's not solid enough. He's a good substitute. He's like Victor Moses. He's literally the new Victor Moses, pretty much. Sure. So, um, who, so uh, Ben so Chilwell, that, that the left back, yeah. is the number one. Number two, I would say Edison Cavani. Why? Because that's exactly what we need at this point. Tammy Abraham is very good. He's very skilled, and he can finish decently. He is lacking a lot of things that come in experience, and he needs someone to show them because we don't have any. We don't have a striker that's like a good role model and like is a lot like is very talented and very consistent and knows a lot. I mean, the closest we have to that is Olivier Giroud, and he's just gone, kind of a jerk, and also gone. Uh, but Edison Cavani would be the perfect thing because we want a short-term solution to help cement our place in the top four this year, which would be Edison Cavani. We want someone that can show that is has a similar play style to Tammy Abraham, which would be Edison Cavani, and it, he would be able to teach Tammy Abraham a lot, and he would teach all the youngsters a lot at the club, and I think exactly that's exactly what they want. Plus, we can get him for 20 mil because his contract's up at the end of the year. 
And PSG said they'll sell him for 20 mil. Because he also, he, in Cavani, submitted a transfer request. Remember that time that Chelsea had Gonzalo Higuain? Well, I, I told you from the moment Gonzalo Higuain signed, I told you he was going to be bad. That was weird. I told you he was going to be bad. I told you. doing I, well for Juventus this year. I know. It's because it's the Serie A. The Serie A, I mean, um, El Shirawi looks like Neymar. In the Syria, come on, Syria is not a competitive league. Yes, it is. Oh my God, yes, it is. It's not. It's just a different play style. Where El Shirawi looks like Neymar. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's not even El Shirawi hasn't been in Syria for like two years now. One year, at least a year and a half. He left Roma in uh, mid-season. No, he plays in China. Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't good. He was good. He El Shirawi is good. good. He was not good at Roma. He's good. He was not. There's a reason that Roma sold him. He was good at Roma. Because he was trash. No, and then uh, who else Chelsea signs? I would like to see Jaden Sancho. I mean, we don't need him, but for some reason we're heavily linked with him just because he's friends with everyone on the Chelsea team. Uh, yeah, we don't really need him. Yeah, but him. he's linked with every team in England I know. right now. But, uh, I mean, that would be nice to see. I really don't want Wilfred Zaha at all. Yeah, honestly, I would be fine if we just signed Ben Showell and Cavani this window. I would really like a new center back. I think that's asking a bit much for a for a uh, January window. Well, we uh, we supposedly have this four hundred million war chest. Well, yeah, but you need to have players available, which they aren't right now. I know. Um, no, I would. I think. Long term, we want a center back. Long term, we want a center back and a left back. And I think Ben Chilwell is a fantastic solution for our left back because he's young and he's very, very talented. Uh, but center back wise, we do need someone else. And I think striker wise, we need a short term solution solution for the rest of this season and like the first half of next season, I would say, which would be Cavani. All right, sounds good. Uh, moving on. Burnley, two, Leicester City, one. Wow. What is happening to Leicester City? I don't know. I mean, I think they're just, I think it might have been just a hiccup, but I mean, that's two games in a row. It's a pretty big hiccup. Well, I I, I think it's because they lost Ndidi. Yeah. I mean, Ndidi was a very important player to them. How long is he out? Uh... I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Uh, uh, also, talk well transfer. before we get too far into Leicester. Well, he's looking this up. Uh, Tammy Abraham went off, or he did not go off. He uh, had a, he got a, he obtained an injury during the last half of that game. A little knock to his ankle, and also Christian Pulisic is out for an indefinite amount of time with an injury he sustained during uh, training, which looks to be like a tendon or a muscle injury. But I don't know when he'll be back. So. So I think Nadidi is back in training. I think he's just not fully fit. Yeah, well, I think when they get Nadidi back, I think they'll be okay. I think this is just a little hiccup without him. But I think they'll be back focused and ready to play once he gets back. Potentially. Uh, but uh, I don't know. They haven't like, really looked themselves uh, these past few games. And losing to a pretty bad Burnley side. I think it's also the I think it's also the fact that uh, Ben Chilwell has been left out of the squad recently, because he was a very important piece of their uh, defense. You know. Right. And after four losses, Burnley wins a game, pulling themselves 
out of the relegation fight for the moment. Um, four points clear of relegation zone right now. Good uh, for them. Good for them. But that's a pretty small gap. Uh, I don't know. I could still see them going down. I I, th- I, I still, definitely could as well. I, I think they're kind of my dark horse pick to go down. Mine uh, is still Southampton. I don't think. I think Southampton's safe at this point. Uh, but who knows? So, all right. And let's move on to Liverpool 2, Manchester United 0. Now, Nikki, let me just walk you through a scenario here for a moment. Uh, it's the 93rd minute. You're up by one goal against Manchester United. You're playing goalkeeper. Manchester United miskicks the ball. You have retrieved the ball. What, as a goalkeeper, do you do? You punt it up the field. It's the 93rd minute. Do you or do you hold on to it and kill time and and like and then punt it up the field or you know kick it out or something? I mean, if you see someone making a run like Salah was and also calling or for the like ball, or like a complete maniac, do you take the ball immediately, <laughs> punt it up the field to Salah? He was he called for the run, punted up the field to Salah, and then just take off down the field to celebrate a goal that you know is coming. Faith. <laughs> I mean, Salah called for the ball. I mean, you can't give that to. That Ola was Salah. pure madness. That was insane. Like, what? It was amazing. It was fantastic. I love this team. Um, also, Van Dyke scored uh, a beautiful header, uh, despite being weighed down by a ton of United players. Um, United really can't hit the net at all. They were really poor this game. Uh, I really don't understand why Pereira is starting. I don't think he's good. Um, God, this is such a... I have a, no idea how Solskjaer is still there. This is such a bad team on paper. I mean, look at this. Look at this team. A Where back, is Pogba? <laughs> he's injured. He's been injured all season. Look at this back line. You have a back three of Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, and Victor Lindelof. <laughs> That's your back three. Where's Wan-Bissaka? He was playing right wing back. Oh. So, yes, Luke Shaw is not playing left back in this formation. Brandon Williams is playing left back. Luke Shaw is playing center back in a back three. Uh, then you have Nemanja Matic and Fred as your midfield pivot. I mean, Matic is good. Where's Juan Mata? Dude, Mata doesn't start. He was on the bench. He came on. He didn't do anything. Uh, you then have Pereira as your playmaker and Anthony Martial. I would definitely start Juan Mata over Pereira. Oh, absolutely. And then Martial and Daniel James as your attacking options. I think Daniel James thought he was making a good move leaving Swansea for United. I would personally rather stay at Swansea and just this tear up the championship. so bad. I don't understand it and I see people defend this team and say things like that you know there are only a few key players away from being a great team there are a whole mess of players away from being and I mean look at this team compared to Liverpool in a combined 11 of these two teams 
every single player you pick is from Liverpool. Is there one player you would pick from United in a combined 11? Over over Liverpool's 11 that's right there. Yes. I would... Yes. Who would you pick? I would pick... Um, I would pick Harry Maguire over Joe Gomez. No. Yes. No. Joe you're Gomez saying is that better. because you're a Liverpool fan. Joe Gomez is better you're than You're saying Harry that because you're a Liverpool fan. I'm saying because I guarantee you Joe Gomez has more clean sheets than Harry Maguire. If you're, that's because he's played less games. Okay, let's... Play, <laughs> let's play, and he's also playing for a team. Look at the team he's surrounded by. If I was a defender in that team, I would be good too. If I had Fabinho playing in front of me, if I had... Uh, Fabinho wasn't playing this game. If I had... Uh, it was Hendo. It, Hendo I know, playing but still, I'm talking shoulder. about the other games. If I had Wijnaldum, uh, Hendo, and... Well, then Joel Gomez isn't starting, and then you have Matip. I know. Would you pick Matip over Harry Maguire? Yes. Okay, so there you go. But I, but over, off of this side, I would pick Harry Maguire over uh, Joel Gomez. I wouldn't. But it's just a shockingly bad United team. And uh, I don't think it's any surprise they lost 2-0. Uh, a lot of people were saying that they that they thought United could win. I think that was wrong. Uh, I don't think they ever had a sort of chance. Uh, and I think that's about it. Um, are there any games from the second pre- second half uh, from today's games we missed? No. Do we have a website? No, not yet. There's a website in the works. It's not out yet. But maybe by the time this drops in an hour, it will be. Uh, who knows? Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with Mark back. And uh, Or will we be back next week? Because it's kind of a weird week. There's no games this weekend, right? No, there is games this weekend. Is there? No, yeah. there's not. That's what, that's what I heard... This weekend, I somewhat they're no, there's playing no games something. This weekend. There's they're games playing thir- something tomorrow this weekend. Is it and FA Cup this I think it's either. I think it's cup games. I think it's cup games. I think it is because yeah. Then there's Liverpool on when, next Wednesday, and then the next run of Premier League fixtures is this is the uh, February first. So we probably won't see you next week, everybody. Uh, but we'll be back uh, the first week of February. Um, so. Enjoy no Premier League football this weekend. Just staring at the